Hey guys, it's Chris, and I'm here to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by The Real Rider. Move over Peloton. Now is time to experience the world's first moving stationary bike. You can sculpt your body with the incredible full body workout that is proven to burn 20% more calories than a standard stationary bike. Adding turns to your spin class takes your mobility and fitness to a whole new level. Become a better athlete and ride to our virtual classes that are fun and motivating. Order yours today at www.realridercanada.ca. That's R-Y-D-E-R. So www.realridercanada.ca. Now, let's start the damn show. This is Jerome McGinley, and you're listening to Get the Puck Out. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Get the Puck Out. I am your host, Chris Mancuso. Brought to you, uh, today's episode is brought to you by TarpsOffHockey.net. And we have a special guest today. We have former goaltender for the Vancouver Canucks. Spent some time in Carolina, Calgary, and New Jersey as well. He's moved on to different things now that we will obviously get into today. But uh, goaltender Eddie Lack. Eddie, how are you today, man? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, no. It's a, my pleasure, man, to have you in here. And uh, you're coming in from Arizona, first off. Uh, how's everybody staying safe? I know the rate and the, the COVID stuff's a little bit wild right now. Uh, Manager, you guys still in bunker down mode, or how are things kind of going there? Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like we never left the bunker down mode. I mean, we were uh, out to like a few restaurants and everything uh, before uh, the bars and everything closed down again but I mean we haven't uh, done a ton in the last four months here so 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 yeah we're just trying to to uh, do as much as we can from home and, and, and stay away from people yeah, definitely. And I know you're doing a new career now, but you did spend uh, from what 2013 to about 2018 in the NHL, drafted to the Vancouver Canucks. Um, I know you've played in both the Canadian market and the U.S. market. First off, what was the biggest difference uh, in your mind between playing in Vancouver as opposed to the market in New Jersey? I don't know. I, I feel like uh, the pressure is like always going to be a lot in Canada. People care. There's way more people that care. I mean, hockey is like so big there compared to – uh, some places in like the United States. I mean, Jersey cares too, but it's like there's so many other sports to keep track on when you're in the States and and uh, like you don't get recognized that well when you walk like in the city and everything like that, right? So I, I, I uh, personally like the pressure. I personally liked uh, just uh, being in the Canadian market and everything and and, and, and uh, uh, that was something that I that I enjoyed when I played. No, definitely, man. That's awesome. And you know, you were born in uh, in Sweden. Um, obviously, a great hockey uh, hockey development comes out of Sweden. Many great players growing up. Who is someone uh, Swedish born that meant a lot to you? I started playing because of uh, when Sweden won the Olympics in '94, uh, and uh, Peter Forsberg had had that goal on Corey Hirsch and uh, Tommy Sal made like a huge save and had to shoot out too. 
I remember. So uh, those are like like the two biggest ones that I loved growing up. And then uh, when I became like 15 or 16, that that's when uh, Henrik Lundqvist kind of started like emerging and everything uh, yeah. with with Fralunda there. So he was like another guy that that I really uh, looked up to. What made you want to play goalie of all the positions? Like, what, what, what drew you to playing goalie? Was that Salo or somebody you looked up to? Or was that just, uh, how, oh, yeah. how, you know, sometimes it's as simple of a team just needs a kid who's willing to throw the pads on, and that's how it started. But how did it all start for you? Yeah, so from what I remember, I was young, young, younger than everyone when I started. And uh, they all been going through, like, skating school and everything before. And I was just kind of like, thrown into that and I remember that I wasn't the best skater and I think that just first time trying like the goal equipment and everything uh, that was more fun for me and I kind of saw like like uh, one way that I could contribute uh, to like the team a little bit more than I was at that time. Yeah definitely right so being the young guy put yourself in the net strap the pads on show them that you're man enough to take the shots I get it that makes complete sense so what age did you actually start playing goaltender at how old were you? Uh, six. six. I was six. Oh, okay so you started six years old played in uh, in Sweden then uh, you know you have a long career you end up uh, end up in Vancouver um, when you get to Vancouver in 2013 Roberto Luongo is still there correct? Yeah, yeah. And what was that like, uh, you know, being alongside him? And what was was he a big help? I know he's a super, super uh, outgoing guy, but obviously you would know him more on a personal level. <laughs> yeah, no, I I uh, loved playing with Lou, like, uh, especially just, like, uh, my first training camp. He was my roomie and everything. And I feel like he was one of those guys that kind of took me under his wing and just, like, showed me what it was like playing in North America and like being a pro and everything like that. So, so, so yeah, I, I uh, loved playing with Lou. I still have a great uh, relationship with him and, 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 and he's uh, for sure one of my fa- fa- favorite uh, teammates that I've ever played with. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think that he's one of those guys, uh, very much like someone else I've spoken to, like Jerome Aginla, where the, the guy you see on the TV and with the media is just the guy exactly who he is. Seems like a fun, love, and down-to-earth dude, so I'm not surprised to hear that. Uh, Roberto Luongo is a t- uh, favorite of yours. So let's shift things into now. You see the NHL, all this pandemic stuff, COVID-19. We have a 24-team return-to-play tournament. Now, what are your thoughts on a 24-team tournament to begin with, uh, given the juncture of the season in which everything closed? Do you think that was the right decision, or do you think it's a little too non-traditional? I, I think it's okay. Like We're in unusual times right now, and it takes for – unusual measures <laughs> so i i think that uh, uh, just this was something that they had to do like there's a few more games they bring in some some more uh, revenue with like the tv contract and everything so i i i uh, think that this is more fair like i uh, don't think that they could could have done it like any way to have it like a hundred percent fair like some people are always going to complain like buffalo was like one point out now so they're obviously going to 
from playing and stuff, stuff like that, right? So, but I, I, I think just overall, this is uh, the best way uh, that they could have done it. Yeah, no, exactly, right? Because, I mean, there were still teams in the dogfight of the playoff spot. Um, a bit strange going as far down to Chicago and Montreal, but, it, you know, as far as making the numbers work logistically, I mean, it has to be able to end with two teams playing for the Stanley Cup, right? So you need the numbers to work. You need the bracket to set up. I Like, you you nailed it perfectly on the head. Unprecedented times call for unprecedented solutions. And that it is. The one thing I will say so far from this NHL offseason that has rubbed many people the wrong way was the results of the draft lottery now the first overall pick is going to be going to one of the eight teams that get eliminated in this first play-in round what did you think about not knowing the draft lottery after an hour draft lottery special that is a little weird like yeah. <laughs> i i think that they could have done it like somehow where you at least know that the top two teams are like one of the teams not making the playoffs right but but uh, i mean that's like what's uh, charming about the NHL too, and it gets people talking and it gets people's blood boiling and opinions out, right? So, so I mean, uh, mission accomplished for Gary Bettman for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If it did anything, it, it, drew, it drew a huge response from fans, got people talking about the game, which before they just announced this CBA extension here yesterday and the hub cities and all that, there wasn't a whole hell of a lot to talk to before uh, talk about before that. So I guess that kind of makes sense as to why that happened. Now, Eddie, you play a position goaltender that obviously comes with an immense pressure. Anybody who played hockey growing up and I did knows that the easiest position in the world to try to throw the blame on especially in junior hockey is your goaltender growing up um what advice would you give to a to a young six-year-old Eddie Lack now about playing the goaltending position that maybe the advice you didn't get as a young guy well what's the most important thing to being a successful goaltender I I just wish that I started taking care of my body like a little bit younger and like knowing what I know now and and like what you can prevent with like the hips and everything. I mean, that's obviously why I stopped, 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 stopped playing and, and uh, just uh, uh, knowing what I know now to kind of tell my younger self to like start just prehabbing and everything early. Right. And, 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 and uh, otherwise like mentally and everything going into playing the position, I, I, uh, think that I always had like the right attitude for it and and and, and just uh, uh, trying to have fun out there and just like playing the game that I wanted right and 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 and, and, and I I uh, think lo- looking back at it that's something that I'm uh, uh, proud of that I like accomplished my goals on 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 uh, my my terms too yeah, definitely. Right. So one of those things you got to keep yourself uh, focused and, and take care of your body, listen to your body. Right. Like you said, if you knew now what you knew, then who knows if you'd still be playing or not little rehab work on the hips and anybody who knows you're a butterfly goalie, you spend a lot of times up and down, up and down. And uh, like anybody, eventually uh, you, you're bound to feel it. Um, so now you don't play hockey. You've jumped into the real estate market. What was attracted to attractive to you about hopping into real estate? and uh, how long have you been doing it and how's it going as opposed to playing in the NHL? Great, great. I mean, I I wanted to 
start something that was really gonna cha challenge me and and like for force me to start something new right and 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 uh, real estate is something that i've been doing on the investment side for a very long time uh, before that and it's something that, that my family's been doing uh, back home and i grew up around it so i i uh, wanted to start my own thing here in in arizona and and and, and yeah i've been doing it for about uh, six months now and it's been going great i love it that's awesome, man. That's awesome and cool. Like, you know, when you play a sport like hockey, sure, you get that contract and that money, but, you know, you have to find ways, and especially with injuries and things like that down the line, right? I mean, what did you play? Seven, eight seasons, right? You have to make your money, make money, right? And, and real estate, there's no better market to do that. Good to see you out in Arizona, still enjoying. So now you come from Sweden. You live Arizona full-time, full American citizen now? Uh, I have a green card. I'm not a citizen. Oh, okay, okay, not a citizen. Do you, is that something you plan on doing, or do you just keep uh, keep rocking the, the the green card status, or is that something that can run out? Maybe. So, so what a lot of people don't know either is that, like, like if I'm sweet, Swedish and I get American citizen, if I ever move back to Sweden, I'm gonna get to double taxed, right? So. Oh, true, good. true. Uh, that definitely something uh, that i have to look into like a little bit more but 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 yeah uh, my wife is american and and and, and uh, we do see that we're gonna spend like the foreseeable future here so my my uh, plans are not to leave <laughs> no that, that's awesome well eddie i appreciate you taking the time to drop by get the puck out uh great talking with you man all the best with the new real estate career um and all and stay safe down there i know it's a little bit uh, different than where i am here in ontario so uh <laughs> mask up and stay safe buddy appreciate it thank you guys cheers <laughs>